0: Hello, all. Welcome to the Lunar Sea Spire cartoon fan podcast. This is episode 310, and today we'll be talking about Meet Tanya Keys from Mau Mau Heroes of Pure Heart. I'm GC13. And I'm David. Man, adult relationships are complicated, aren't they? Very, very complicated. This was very fun. I loved seeing, you know, Mau Mau's love life come back. Not quite to bite him. I Honestly, in fact, I'm going to put pretty much. The weight of this relationship on Tanya, or at least the faults of it on Tanya, even though, you know, Mao Mau's is the one who sort of gives gives ground in this episode and sort of gives out his apology. But I think I think Tanya had, you know, had some faults of her own that she might still, you know, I, she doesn't really apologize for them in this episode, but she does at least come to some sort of agreement with Mao Mau, I guess, except not that much because then we never see her again after this episode. But anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. I like that she's here, messing with Mau Mau. Uh, it all of a sudden reminds me of an episode of The Loud House, where the main character relates to his sisters that there's this girl who's constantly picking on him at school, and they're all just so excited, like, oh my gosh, that means she likes you! And, like, they're all just flipping out because <laughs> they think it's the cutest thing ever. And it's like, yeah, that, that is why Tanya Keys came to mess with Mau Mau, because she still likes him. Yeah, there's definitely a base level of that happening. I mean, well, explicitly, because Badger Klops is like, well, so why don't you just take me away, you know? And she just you know, yeah. wants to keep messing with the Mau Mau. <laughs> oh, now I'm thinking of the Mau Mau's little imagination shot of Badger Klops just having the time of his life in jail. <laughs> I He won't know that jail is bad. <laughs> the poor thing. I... <laughs> Is that even a bad thing? I mean, the dude was playing the harmonica, e- eating ice cream, pizza— one of those things. He he looks very content. Oh yeah, across the pond, if you will. I mean, in an alternative timeline, that could have been Badgerclops's fate. I really want to know what that dude. You know, what's the worst stuff that Badgerclops really did? How much of a criminal was he? I feel so much like Jake the Dog vibes whenever I'm reminded about Badgerclops criminal past but you know in jake's case it was you know not petty Actual crimes i mean it, it was crimes he never killed a man you know but badger collapse with his arm cannon i don't know maybe he's killed a man or at least you know a non-monster he did devastate an entire plane yeah but that was after the Thicket thieves i think yeah i mean i i'm you know we didn't get a bounty no. price mm-hmm. Couldn't have been after because he signed up with Mau Mau after. So it must have been before. But he was so nice back when he, I don't know. Maybe he mellowed out after he joined the Thicket Thieves. There's just a lot more backstory to happen there. I sometimes forget, you know, Mau Mau obviously takes the spotlight in the show. And he's got a whole family that I want to know more about. But Badger Klops complicated past, well, <laughs> is honestly going to be entertaining more than anything every time it's revealed because Badger Clops is such a, He just flip-flops on being an absolutely useless goofball who doesn't understand what's going on. But then clearly, he's a super technical genius criminal. So, reconciling those... The fact that those can't be reconciled always leads to very funny moments. Like, how is this dude so uselessly just in this bag and Mau Mau rolls his eyes when, of course, he could escape from it at any moment? Well, I mean... Tanya could probably recapture him also, so he's probably just saving energy. That is to say, he's probably being lazy. (laughs) Tanya's powers are actually very interesting because we see that when she gives Adorabat the ice cream, it turns into a leaf immediately. But when she gives Badgerclops that pudding cup, she apparently can transport objects with her leaves as well. Like apparently she gave him a real pudding right. because he was eating. We saw the pudding. That's what like I'm like saying. It- it's real pudding. It's real pudding. There's it, I don't think that was conjured at all. Well, I mean it was it was moved. But her aerocycle, uh, aero cycle, aero truck, truck aero, yeah, truck cycle whatever. It was conjured, I guess, cuz she like poofs it away. So yeah, I guess she can somehow transport physical objects. Or there's mm. just in, in continuity with the with the pudding, I think she's just drunk. It could come back. You've never seen Star versus the Forces of Evil, but pudding can have re- very large implications in a show. You don't even know. I, I I think it's just she can create things and she can also move things. But, and I think the arrow truck and the pudding are two things she moved. I think that's that's how I reconcile it. What do you think she saw in Mau Mau? <clears throat> hmm. An adorable little person who'd be so great if he could just loosen up. Hmm. I always want to imagine, you know, okay, oh, two characters had a romantic history, sure. But what really brought them together for their short partnership? Th- they did use a word, or Mau, you know, referred to her as, as a partner. So were they, I guess they were for justice and she wasn't that interested in it? But is that what brought them together initially, this you know, passion, passion for justice, and Mao took it too far, and that's what broke them up. Or was he just in some other ways a too much of a goody-two-shoes? <laughs> I I don't know if we're gonna explore that more, but I really like. <laughs> I just like the concept of a door trying to ask about it, and Mao acting like it's this very adult matter that <laughs> can't can't be discussed. I mean. It might have been a very adult matter. uh, We don't know. Right. Well, <laughs> it's like the way he describes the brevity of their relationship almost makes me think of like, not just a short fling, like, oh, we, you know, did a thing, had a little night or two, and then uh it didn't work out. I don't know. Hmm. You know, adult relationships are just complicated. He keeps coming back to that, David. Yeah. But also, Mau Mau, you know, he doesn't explicitly call it out he just has a moment where he realizes oh i had illegal modifications on my aerocycle i'm not really true to my form either but it doesn't come back to that at the end of the episode and i enjoyed uh, i don't think that was uh that's that's not any kind of realization like he thought probably thought oh badger Cups put them here but i don't have to use them that was probably how he viewed it at the time I, yeah i think it's a nudge toward something although i'm not sure that it's a lesson for the viewer. Like, it's not a nudge for that. It's just something that tells Mau maybe he's a little too serious. Although, I don't... Whose laws are to be respected anyway? The king's laws are obviously arbitrary and made up, as Tanya says. And as the says. Uh, I'm surprised, though, that there are, like, real laws. Like, how is how is the king even concerned about what animals lay what eggs and whether or not they should be illegal or not? How does How does that matter at all? Like, are hydras endangered? He probably doesn't want hydra eggs to go up in price. They're probably pretty rare. So if no one else is allowed to buy them, cheaper for him. Right, he probably has laws like that. And also modifications to aerocycles? Is the dude even aware of technology? He lives in, like, a medieval world. I don't know. Eh, it might be speed limits. Who knows? Now, why would he put a speed limit on an aerocycle? I don't know. But King's domain main is... Uh, not the most rational man we've ever seen, despite Mao little lawgiver speech to he thinks that's Adorabat at the beginning there. I mean, at least they have a functioning DMV that did not give Adorabat her <laughs> driver's license. I, that was the best joke easily in this episode where Adorabat just scoots yeah. forward in the air cycle and <laughs> does the classic Adorabat scream, and I just had to pause because I was thinking, how does this work every time? Like, they didn't have to do anything. Hadorbat doesn't have to say anything. All she has to do is just have one beat happen on screen, and then scream, and I'm happy. It's great. Comedic mastery, David. That's how. Yeah. Well, okay, and then definitely the second runner is Pinky reaching his final form in this episode. Oh, I I, I actually thought it was funnier, him announcing his plans for that mayonnaise. <laughs> well it's disturbing for sure do we really want to think about what his plans could have been do you really want to go there gc you see that's the that's the thing at at the time you know you just think it's going to be just a one-off joke it's like oh what could he possibly have been thinking of doing with that mayonnaise but then (laughs) then we see what his plans were and it's like oh my god pinky is horrific I mean, okay, but what was that plan? Did we see its epic conclusion? He covered himself in mayo to just terrorize King Uncle Man? I mean, was he going to take over? Did he just want to touch people while covered in mayo? He was ascending to his final form. <laughs> yeah. That was a large jar of mayo, by the way. I don't know why they sell oversized mayo in this kingdom to people that are all two feet tall. But, you know. Do you think, yeah, I was going to say they probably didn't sell it to Pinky. He definitely stole it. That is guaranteed. No, yep. well, I mean, look at that. They they made him go and steal another jar of mayonnaise, and that's that's hurting the little guy there. <laughs> uh, yeah, we've we've seen plenty of. I, I don't know how their market works because we've seen so much stealing and very little exchange of currency happen. But you know, eh. but I wanna I wanna circle back to Tanya and Mamma's relationship because. Uh, it's clear that while they both kind of carry a torch for each other, there was that one segment where Mau, Mau just decided he was done with Tanya. He's like, cover your eyes, Adorabat. I need to separate the forest from the trees and just slash us with a sword yeah. like crazy. And Adorabat's like, oh, you, you know, use your sword to get rid of the fake ones. And he's like, I, I, I did what now? I mean, I, <laughs> the only thing I could he do He was honestly trying that. to kill her there. Look, we've, sometimes seen Mao Mau cut things in half, but frequently his sword acts as just a blunt object. Yeah, occasionally it tears through a monster, but most of the time he just whacks it inexplicably. His dialogue made it pretty clear that he was trying to kill with that. It's just wild because Mao Mau is such a such a little cutesy thing sometimes. It's just such a it tries to be this cutesy show and then they just throw in this, what, is Mau Mau 35 Cutesy years old? Murder. This 35-year-old vigilante-turned-sheriff, and he, you know, may be okay with killing his ex-girlfriend. Yep, yeah, I mean, that's the, I mean, she chose her side, David. <sighs> yeah, Mau Mau sometimes falls way too hard into the, I'm right about <laughs> the the scales of law. I mean, all hail the king, baby. Oh, he loves, he loves his king. I don't want to, <laughs> yes, oh, uh, uh, I was getting flashbacks to that robot chicken Star Wars skit. Yeah, I love you too. <laughs> yes, I I, honestly, uh, we see that relationship, it's not even stretched here. We see just how devoted Mau Mau is just to blindly serving King Snugglemane with that phone call that he conducts, because he doesn't even sound annoyed. He's, genuinely trying to serve this dude to the best of his ability and sucking up to him and saying, oh, I love you too. Which is crazy because he's already been in plenty of situations in past episodes that have should give him, you know, plenty of reasons to not respect the king. I mean, we had a whole episode about that. Oh yeah, he told him off big time when he fired him from the sheriff's department. That was an epic reason why you suck speech. Yeah, but yet he comes crawling back, such a sucker for... Being a hero. Let me lick your boot, your Majesty. <laughs> ha! That, yeah, that line was fantastic. <laughs> like, not, that, that's not even accurate. I'm not like that. <laughs> Justice. Now that is definitely him. Yeah, no, she nailed it. How is Tanya Keys not back? Is this going to be one of those things where because we introduced a shapeshifter, we'll find out that somehow Tanya has been in previous episodes through a quick series of flashbacks? I don't know, could be a thing. It's a pretty easy thing to do. I wouldn't put that past them, actually. Yeah, because, I mean, it's been 20 episodes. I mean, have we ever seen her and the king together at the same time? Oh, yeah, you could You could always pull off an epic, epic little plot switcheroo like that. Ooh, one time you try to pull off the wig, but you can't, and then it turns out to be Tanya. Yeah, the wig turns into a leaf. (sighs) Oh, I guess you finally figured it out, Mittens. Oh wait, you didn't figure it out. You just got lucky. That's it's too easy. That feels almost feels real GC. Like I almost feel like Parker Simmons is just heard this and is just throwing chairs around his room because we just figured it out. Who That's how it? good, you know, we're just Who spot on. It? <laughs> we're just wow. We're such great writers. Why <laughs> Why are we talking about cartoons? Cuz I can't draw worth anything. That's why. I mean, if if they did do a crazy plot twist like that, like Tanya Keys is the kind of character you'd be so happy to see, who you wouldn't even mind. Absolutely. I do think King Snugglebane should remain his own person, but eh, who knows? Like I said, I would allow it just for Tanya. Yeah, or I mean, I feel like another easy episode to write is the new sweetie pie in town and nobody knows who they are and then turns out to be Tanya. That's always Mm -hmm. another way, but I'm trying to think of how they did with Bao Bao, sort of bringing this recurring character back a few times in in an enjoyable way. I'm not sure what the best way or or what even the intent for Tanya is. I, we already saw Mao Mau sort of struggle with the idea of platonic friendship with this dog that inexplicably sometimes <laughs> seems to be <laughs> like a regular human person who can think and talk, and then sometimes is just a dog that seems stupid and you know, ignorant of what Mau Mau trying to say. So like there's that element. But this, I guess this is more his romantic side, but everything to me in my mind has to center around, you know, Mau Mau's key, you know, insecurities and identity issues. I'm not sure where Tanya fits into that. Or maybe it's a new puzzle piece that they just introduced here and then haven't explained since, which is maybe his trouble with justice itself. Because we never really see him challenge the hero's path that much. But maybe that's what Tanya brings to the table. I mean, I do think that in season two, we might have more chances for more Tanya. Because as he figures out more of his self and his more platonic relationships, because he's he's been having those multiple chances with Bao Bao, maybe he'll be able to move up the ladder and learn how to deal with something on a more romantic level. And I can't see why they would give him a new love interest if they've already knocked it out of the park with an old romantic interest. <laughs> so. Yeah, I'm ready to say, see this flame go. I, I did greatly appreciate Tanya Keys. You're going to have to clean up this mess first, and then she makes a bunch of trash on the ground. Wait, yeah, why did Mao Mau? You know, I is that really true to Mao Mau's character, that he has to clean up the garbage? I, I, I didn't don't know. He did have to. He did that because he was showing off... Both for Adorbat and for Tanya Keys. He's like, oh, you you think you can force me to leave this? Well, you can't force me to leave this. I can do both, Tanya. He probably wouldn't have bothered if it hadn't been for Tanya. Right, just trying to stick it to her and show to Adorbat. I, yeah, it's not like a compulsory thing where it's like, oh, no, now I have to clean this up also. But, yeah, you think that you're getting one on me, but you're not. But I am doing what you thought I would do. (laughs) Just just to prove that I can. I mean, she set up a, you know, no-win situation, but he made what he could with it. But the the thing about that that I actually enjoyed the most was that you think she's about to destroy stuff. Like, that's usually what happens when villains say things like that. But no, she literally creates a bunch of trash for him. Which, does it? It never becomes leaves. Hmm. Maybe she moved the trash, too. Ah, who knows? Maybe sometimes she can just create things, which would be really... Overpowered because as soon as you can just m- make matter appear, uh, what you know, what can you possibly create? um I don't know, but if you can create infinite mass, that means you can create infinite energy. Right. I mean, just infinite black holes. Also, can you create devices with engineering beyond what your mind is even capable of? That would be super helpful. I mean, can you imagine if she gave Batcherclops one of those leaves? Can the leaves be used by other people to be converted back into other forms of matter? This is going deep. Yeah. Very is deep he right here. I can I can envision a world in which she has to give Badger Klops a leaf so that he can create a device complicated and powerful enough to defeat an enemy. And that would be cool. I'm imagining it right now, and it looks really neat. Yeah, okay. I like it. <laughs> well, before we write any more <laughs> fanfic for Mau Mau... I agree. That is us on Meet Tanya Keys. Join us next week. Until then, I'm GC13. And I'm David. Don't forget to, I guess, leave us a review, you know? Later, everybody. Our opening and closing music is by Mark Soto. For more cartoon-related content, please visit LunarCespire.com.